Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Talent. I'm Nicole Fuqua, and you're listening to our audio series where we dig into issues related to talent acquisition. In today's episode, we're talking about talent technology, specifically finding that perfect balance between a high-tech process and the human touch. How can you create the best possible experience for candidates, recruiters, and hiring managers? How can you make sure that your recruitment process accurately reflects your employer brand? And how do you deal with the change, gain internal buy-in, select the right partner, communicate within your organization? Joining me to talk about this and answer these questions is Rick Batori, People Scout's Managing Director of the Americas. Although Rick joined People Scout in 2021, he has been a part of the True Blue organization since 2011, most recently leading delivery operations at People Ready, where he helped spearhead the company's digital transformation. As such, he understands how technology combined with human expertise can solve the toughest talent problems. Rick, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. So to get started today, as I just mentioned, you're not new to True Blue, but you are a relatively new face here at People Scout. What makes you excited about talent acquisition right now? Yeah, so I'll start with True Blue for a, for just a second. Um, you know, and I really am excited about being a part of an organization that truly is a force for good, um, and it benefits uh, all walks, uh, people in all walks of life. Um, and, you know, the the thing about what we do, whether it's in our People Scout, People Management, or People Ready brands, is we have the ability to impact families and community, communities and generations each and every day. Um, and we do that through, you know, the simplest of thing of get, basically getting people to work when they need to work. Um, so being a part of an organization that is just found foundationally um, kind of driven that way is really important to me. Uh, as far as People Scout and, you know, kind of the town acquisition, kind of RPO side of our business, uh, I'm really excited because I believe that we can really help companies. Uh, these companies today who are facing some of their largest hiring needs in their company's histories. I mean, some unprecedented challenges of what they're doing and the speeds in which they need to react, kind of what we're seeing from a, from a pay standpoint. Um, and so these talent acquisition teams from our clients and our prospects, um, they need creative partners to help them succeed. And so to me, I'm excited to be a part of uh, helping that uh, happen within uh, the world of People Scout. Uh, I'm really excited about our award-winning uh, platform, Phoenix, and what that does to help our candidates seamlessly move through uh, their applications. Um, I think about <clears throat> you know the choices that they have today and the speed in which uh, they want answers. I feel we're really well positioned. I also think about the analytic side of a Phoenix uh, and the fact that that tool helps our teams um, with insight that they typically wouldn't have to help operate our client engagements. And our clients use it as well to give them insight into uh, what they could be doing to make sure that they're getting the highest return on their talent acquisition efforts. And then to kind of round it out, uh, you know, since I've been here and I had a chance to witness this as just as being part of the True Blue family, but the the passion that's demonstrated by this team here at People Scout to put clients first uh, and helping them being successful every day. I've had a chance to see that not only as a uh, as a sister company, but also, you know, now here in the last handful of months being just in deep with our with our teams. Uh, I'm really excited to be working with this team. 
uh, they bring this infectious energy, if you will, to do what's right for our clients and our applicants. And it happens at all levels of the organization. So I'm proud to be a part uh, of this organization moving forward. That's great. And I'm glad you talked quite a bit about technology in your last answer there. Over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of employers add technology to their recruitment process out of need, just with all the challenges we've all faced. So for talent acquisition leaders, where would you say their relationship stands with technology today? You know, I was taught early never to answer a question with, with, with uh, it depends, <laughs> but I would tell you it varies. Um, and like you said, we've probably seen more and more companies over the last handful of years looking to technology to solve uh, these challenges. Uh, and if you think about it in its simplest form, it's, you know, kind of augmenting existing processes to either eliminate or kind of simplify some of the administrative tasks, right? So that's been going on for a while. Um, but now uh, when we kind of see where we're at today, uh, we're seeing more and more companies starting to leverage tech uh, to help them remove that friction in the process to make it easier for applicants. And so you think about all of the information that needs to be gathered from someone uh, just to kind of move them through. But then you flip that over and have to say, what's that experience like for that applicant coming through? Uh, and so I, I think we're seeing a lift in uh, clients really getting um, more in tune with their brand as it relates to that applicant experience. Uh, and so seeing more uh, technology being used to do that. Um, we're also seeing more leaders, you know, kind of stepping back and saying, how can technology, how can kind of the analytics around their processes uh, and the data, including some external market data, kind of really inform what they're trying to do from a talent standpoint. Uh, more information around um, the changes in roles, more information around what's the dynamics in their specific area. Uh, we've certainly seen a pool on talent as kind of the gig economy has expanded over here in the last decade, uh, which has had a pull on, you know, an available applicant pool. And so from my perspective, we're starting to see, you know, leaders stepping back and taking a look at all these things. So, you know, kind of recapping number one, where they've got some simple kind of slam dunk, I call them. Let's just make sure we, we eliminate um, people steps where we can to make it easier. How do we remove friction? And then really, how do we use data to help inform form us and, um, and kind of prepare ourselves for kind of some of the changes ahead? Now, I want to expand on something you mentioned in your answer there, and that's the candidate experience. What do we know about what candidates want out of the recruitment process? Well, it starts with, it's just got to be easy. We think about the, and I talked about this just a second ago, the amount of information that needs to be collected. Uh, and so I think the challenge that organizations face is how do they balance that with making it easy to navigate, making it intuitive um, for, for an applicant? Um, what we're seeing is applicants also only want to provide the information that's necessary to move them through a process. So, you know, a lot of information that may be uh, needed <clears throat> kind of post-application can be collected at a different stage. And so making it, you know, clean and simple for them. Um, they expect 100% of that experience to be, you know, accessible through their mobile device. I think this is something we've been seeing for a number of years, but even more so, uh, we're seeing it. And so, uh, we talk about everything from the simplicity to, you know, how the information is rendered on the screen to, you know, what that engagement looks like, uh, to kind of meet them where they're at. 
Um, one of the big ones that I keep coming back to is they want to control their experience. Uh, and they expect with the content that's there to be relative to them, they expect to be able to uh, do more of the processes without having to uh, engage someone. And then quite honestly, at the end of it, and you know, we would expect this, that when they're ready, they want somebody to be available uh, to talk to them. And, and so it's trying to find that balance throughout the process of easy, intuitive, uh, allowing them to kind of control that experience, and then also making sure that organizations are staffed. So when that candidate is ready to kind of take the next step, or they finished, somebody can pull them through the process in a way that's engaging and a positive experience for them. So you talk there about the balance of technology and the human touch. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on something that's negative, but I do want to address the fear that adding the wrong technology or too much technology can make the recruitment process feel impersonal. So what are some common pitfalls that employers should avoid? Yeah, you know, this is something that we hear from, from just about all of our clients, right? Um, it's this balancing act that I mentioned just a few minutes ago. Uh, around technology and personal interaction. And it's really about making sure that it, it's kind of on brand, right? You think about, <clears throat> you know, for example, a high-tech company uh, wouldn't want a process that's, uh, you know, heavily um, kind of like in kind of old school tools and a lot of conversations. They'd want to make sure that it kind of mirrored what their um, company brand is. Uh, and so it's trying to find that right balance of, um automation from the standpoint of giving the applicant control and then being able to engage at the right times with relevant conversation as opposed to kind of pre-screening or re-screening an applicant when the technology has already done that. Um, another one would be uh, where we see is if somebody just tries to automate what they have today. So automate kind of, kind of what we call kind of legacy processes. Um, and, you know, this can be this can be problematic because uh, organizations just aren't open to uh, kind of taking a fresh look at that experience. And so sometimes that can seem impersonal because the processes were designed around a certain way of doing things. Um, and then what we also see, and this is kind of not related to technology, is not explaining the why to their staff. Uh, this kind of gets into change management, you know, and it's something that you know, really cannot be underestimated in this process, but that's where, you know, you might have folks who say, gosh, I'm able to connect to a candidate in a personal way um, that no technology can, can accommodate. Um, but helping that person understand how the technology is actually going to make it uh, easier for them to connect to, for example, more people in the process by enabling uh, more folks to make it through with more complete information in their profile um, and more relevant content for a conversation. So those are just a, a handful of things. Uh, again, like you said, not focusing on what can go wrong, but these are just areas of kind of watch points um, that are really important. On the flip side, the right technology, as you mentioned, can really make the recruitment process feel even more personal or can really fit in with an organization's employer brand. How does that happen? How do you get that right mix? Well, it's it's. Uh, I'll come back to this balance and this combination of the right tech, as you mentioned, but it's also at the right time, right? It's the right steps in the process uh, that are really important. Um, and again, coming back to from an applicant standpoint, giving them that control to help them kind of navigate their way through 
um, the experience. Um, we think about things, look about like we ex expect as consumers, right? We have this mobile device in our hand and we expect to do everything through this mobile device that just a handful of years uh, required us to walk into a, a physical building, you know, to, to kind of get the same end result. And so it's no different from our applicants. It's finding that right balance. Um, and I say the consumer side because, gosh, sometimes we have a we have a problem and, and all we want to do is talk to someone. Right. And so the frustration may build when we can't get someone on a phone where technology maybe got a little strong. Um, so that's one you know kind of area that I think uh, when we get it right, we get that right balance there. Um, obviously, if we can keep that applicant engaged, right, the farther along in the process they go. So that experience, if it's aligned with the company's culture, vision and mission. And that's something that's important to that applicant. It can be very compelling. Um, and we just have to make sure that they're not kind of standing around idle. So less waiting time between stages. So, for example, you know, if they can, you know, be pre-screened via a text through a series of questions or they can self-schedule their interview or uh, they can um, put themselves through an assessment on their own. They feel like they've got control over that as opposed to waiting to hear back from someone. So when those things are plugged in, um, that friction is removed. That experience is really a positive one. Um, and we think there's goodness that, that comes to the applicant. Uh, kind of a, same thing from a recruiter standpoint, right? When you look at it from a company standpoint, the fact that, you know, technology can run 24-7 uh, so that recruiters can um, have more data to work with, more applicants to work with, and really get laser focused on qualified folks. Um, obviously helps in streamlining and prioritizing, kind of helping them get more of their work done. Um, but I like the fact too, that if technology is put in place at the right points at the right time, it helps really gather relevant information to make those conversations when we do connect, uh, you know, kind of more constructive, more personal, um, and it allows the relationship to be built. It's just so important to the recruitment process. So those are a handful of things that I think when when technology's um, kind of turned on in the right points, um, you can really add significant value. And there's a host more. When you talk about these types of interventions, why is right now a good time for employers to focus on this? What is it about the current talent market that makes it so critical to ensure that you have the best process and the best candidate experience? I think now what we've seen more than ever is just the <clears throat> uh, the fact that we need to move so quick in trying to identify and secure uh, talent. Right? There's the the days of you know multiple interviews, multiple steps. Um, it's just it's really hard to hard to meet someone because they've got so many opportunities facing them today. And so um, with the with that in place. Uh, it's really about trying to be more competitive and, and thinking about, um, you know, someone who's got an opportunity not only to do the same job uh, where they're at today, but think about what working virtual has done and how many opportunities that's created for folks. And so it used to be, you know, some, you know, companies, uh, competitors were just those local businesses. Uh, today, that's significantly expanded because of the fact that um, organizations from all over the globe can actually compete for that same talent. Talent Now, that also creates an advantage if somebody's got the right strategy in place, but uh, if they don't, it can really pull on their existing pool of, of applicants. Uh, same thing as I mentioned earlier around the 
um, kind of the gig workforce, right? There's just so many other opportunities that they have. And so I think the urgency is really around uh, trying to respond to the pressures that we've got in the marketplace today uh, on available talent. I'd say, you know, having a strategy that meets the needs of today is also going to be beneficial when kind of things slow down or even reverse a bit uh, because the tools are going to be there to make sure that there's this right balance of, of, of people in their side and cost on their side to make sure that they can meet the needs of, of the business. Um, think about an organization today who is trying to ramp up and handle, like I said earlier, a number of uh, really record highs that they're probably seeing in their company's histories. Uh, they can't ramp up those teams fast enough, get those folks uh, ready to go to work um, to, to reach this group. Uh, and so now I think there's just this bias for speed that we're seeing more and more uh, in the marketplace to really enable organizations to operate so they can in turn turn a profit for their shareholders. And so how would you recommend employers get started? If talent leaders are going to make some changes within their technology stack or recruitment process, what are some things you recommend they start with? Well, a couple of things is, you know, number one is you want to explore a number of, of, of different partners who can kind of help folks get there, right? And so uh, looking for folks who've been in the space, and again, not just from a technical standpoint, because the technology might be something on its own that an organization can bring in and say, hey, I want to go ahead and implement this, and I've got the right group of people to pull it off, but also to look at, you know, is there an opportunity to maybe start outsourcing portions uh, of the process? And so I think that's uh, that's one of the the steps if the organization hasn't taken that approach, kind of call that a first gen, uh, you know, uh, organization. Um, certainly looking at just the basics today that I would say to folks is, um, you know, number one is what you have in place. Is it mobile enabled? Can folks, you know, make it through the process? I often will ask leaders to say, okay, have you actually gone through your own process um, to see how easy it is or how challenging it is? And there's probably some quick fixes that can be made in there. Um, look at ways to use data that they've got today uh, to kind of help um, enable some of their decision making uh, as opposed to kind of anecdotal uh, commentary. Uh, I think now more than ever, raw data that we're seeing in the marketplace is driving a lot more of that. Um, and I would tell folks to really start looking at their brand. You know, a big part about the technology is having something that helps someone get moved through the process quickly. but that brand is the thing that's going to kind of keep them engaged and pull them through uh, to make it through. Um, probably one other one I'd add here is, um, again, this is kind of more oversight to, again, just in looking at technology, but their candidate pools. Do they have strategies to be able to reach more diverse uh, and broader ranges of applicants uh, in their process? And do they have the tools to help them uh, get insight into how successful they're doing there? One major component of making a change is always gaining internal buy-in. And you were talking earlier about the challenges that can happen with change management. So if there's a fear in an organization about adding technology or changing technology, how can talent leaders combat that? Well, first, I'd say if there wasn't change, I'd be surprised. Excuse me, if there wasn't fear, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Just because, you know, uh, all of us, I think, to a degree, we get to where we've got things set and uh, and we're saying, OK, good. It's finally now stabilized. I don't have to worry about that. Um, 
but it also should never be a reason why an organization does not want to automate. Um, I, I would say there's a handful of things. Um, starts with, as an organization, to have a good, strong, proactive communication plan around what we're doing as the organization and why we're doing it. And it should be transparent so that everyone understands, uh, hey, we're making these moves, we're making these changes, and here's the reason why, and here's ultimately the benefits uh, that we think uh, come from that change. And it's a leader down. Uh, it's important, it's strategic, um, and it's something that needs to be kind of reinforced um, throughout the process from start to finish. Um, I think it's important that when an organization considers something like this, that they kind of empower their teams to challenge status quo. And there should be this healthy balance of kind of outside in looks and inside outlooks, right? So you can have too much thinking in one direction or the other if you're not careful there. So oftentimes kind of partnering with a third party can really help here. But one of the things that I just really would underscore is that um, just this empowerment, it's okay to challenge kind of what we're doing today in the process of moving forward and trying to look at changing our technology. Um, again, kind of the why behind the changes and the benefits really need to be articulated often to, to all stakeholders. And then, you know, throughout the process, it's really important to gather feedback. Um, there's got to be open lines of communication. And so it's not feedback to allow people to say, hey, this isn't working, but it's it's feedback to allow the organization an opportunity to weigh in as things are changing to help leaders adjust uh, and reinforce um, and also recognize kind of early adopters. Uh, we did this in, a, in one of our sister brands, drove a lot of change, drove a lot of change in our clients. Um, and one of the things that we did was we really recognized those early adopters and celebrated them for, for kind of embracing that strategy and that change. Um, so those are a handful of things. I think when it comes to that internal buy-in, it, it's tough. You can't underestimate it. But a good, solid plan executed by leadership goes a long, long way. You've talked a few times about finding a partner and making sure that you have the right partner. So what advice do you have for talent leaders as they're looking for that right match? Well, a handful of things here, too, as well. Uh, number one is an organization that uh, understands uh, your business. So if you're a business owner, you're an executive, you're on that talent acquisition team, you know, you're the CHRO officer, um, to try to find someone, an organization who kind of understands your world or has some experience in some similar industries, adjacent industries, similar positions. Because uh, they're going to be able to bring you kind of some of the best practices that are happening across other organizations as well. Um, so that's helpful. Um, and it's important that you can kind of have a partner you can talk the same language with. Uh, number two would be, um, while it's great to get folks to come in and kind of validate what your organization is doing, I think it's just as important and I would argue almost more important to find somebody who as a third party would kind of come in and challenge um, your status quo. Um, somebody who's gonna help you find the blind spots. And so, um, that to me is, I think, a really important thing that as you, as an organization, start to look and talk about whether it's technology or outsourcing a portion of the work, finding somebody who's going to come in and ask some tough questions uh, and challenge your team as a leader. Um, 
you've got to have that good combination of tech process and people engagement. And then also look for a partner who's going to be open uh, and candid about challenges or opportunities that your organization has. Because if it doesn't happen in the, the kind of what I would call kind of the pre-sale process, it's not going to happen when, um, you know, you're kind of embedded into an organization for a number of years in a longer term relationship. And, and so to me, that's one of those that's that's got to be um, really apparent on the front side and not being afraid to have some of those tough conversations that are going to help organizations both get stronger. Um, and then finding an organization that has got a track record or has got a roadmap for kind of what's next and providing insight and innovations. Um, and so there's always going to be a lower cost solution, for example. Um, but having cost alone doesn't necessarily provide the long-term solution. So uh, look for a partner who has brought examples of engaging at one level and continuing to grow a relationship for three, six, eight years, 10 years, um, continuing to bring uh, process innovations, technical innovations, uh, and new market opportunities uh, to that engagement. So those are four or five of them right there that I think are really important. Well, thank you. We are almost out of time today, but is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Well, I'd, I'd um, kind of put an exclamation point on something you said earlier around why now. Um, and it's really because, um, you know, I think the pressures that organizations are under today, um, they got to move quick. Um, and, you know, part of that is being able to uh, find a partner that you can work with iteratively to maybe start small and then expand. Um, but I think right now the the urgency as it relates to talent, I don't have a crystal ball um, on, you know, how long it's going to last. Um, but I think some of the pressures we're seeing here today um, and the, the pull on talent are going to continue for a while. And so I would just underscore don't wait. Um, that'd be the encouragement I'd tell uh, listeners today. Well, that's the perfect spot for us to wrap up. Rick, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't cover today, you can send them our way. You can email us at marketing at peoplescout.com, or you can find us on social media. Just search People Scout on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. But to make sure you don't miss an episode, visit our website or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking Talent is a People Scout production, music by sound design through Shutterstock.